May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So I've had quite the week and um, just, just lots of things um, uh, coming up and um, it has just been sort of a juggling act and I'm not that great of a juggler, right? So a friend of mine sent me a, uh, a little saying to see if this made me feel better give me a little cheer, and that saying was, my ducks are absolutely not in a row. I don't even know where some of them are. And I'm pretty sure one of them is a pigeon. <laughs> Maybe some of you can relate to that. Sometimes your life gets so full with good things and challenges, and life's just like that sometimes. You're looking, trying to find your ducks, and one of them looks like a pigeon. I have to say that this parable, uh, at the end, it looks like a pigeon, not much like a duck either, because it's so uh, different than what we're used to hearing, and that's why we have to be centered and dig deep to know what the real overall meaning of, that we can garner from these stories of Jesus are. And so, even though I wanted to share that little chuckle with you, I also want to center our souls and center ourselves with a prayer that is from the right Reverend Stephen Charleston. He's a retired bishop, Episcopal Bishop of Alaska, um, former dean and president of the Church Divinity School of the Pacific, and a member of the Choctaw Nation. And he writes beautifully, and I recommend his writings. You, they can, you can find them in his blog and on uh, Facebook and in his books. But here is a prayer that helped center me in this hectic week. Help me call a blessing down, for I think our poor old world needs it. A blessing of peace, a blessing of the ordinary, a blessing of national life without chaos, and personal life without fear. Help me pray a healing down, for I know how much we need it. A strengthening of the bonds between us, simple respect and patient listening, a new beginning for us all. Help me welcome the sacred down the wide-winged spirit drawn from every corner of heaven to walk amongst us once more, to show us again how it can be when justice is the path and love is the destination. Today, help me call a blessing down, y'all, a healing down. Welcome the sacred down as we seek to understand God's word for us today. I want to begin with the epistle reading, that reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. That, if you did not know, is the oldest written letter, the oldest written book in, in the New Testament. 
It's not that the Gospels didn't exist, but they were in verbal form at first. So this was the first letter captured that we found to this point today. And according to Christopher von Kaufman, it is the first of the letters of Paul written before any of his other letters and even before the Gospels. And it gives us a glimpse into the concerns of one of the first communities outside of Syria, Palestine, to receive the good news of Jesus Christ. And to me that's fascinating because, well, I'm a church geek and I love to think about those first communities and how they received and how they grappled and how they struggled with the newness of this goodness. I love to think about the first communities grappling with this beautiful letter, grappling with how to think of the coming of the day of the Lord. How will Christ come and be present again? And how are we to be faithful as we wait? Paul was giving them some pointers as they were struggling with the concept that we still struggle with today. And I think at its core, when you dig down into the parable, I think that concept is also what the gospel is about. And that concept is, how do we know we're being faithful in a time of waiting? How do we know we're being faithful as we wait for the world to catch up with God's dream for us? How do we know we're being faithful as we work to cultivate the seeds of the kingdom in the here and now? How do we know we're being faithful as we look for hope and love even in the midst of grief? How do we know we're being faithful when we celebrate, how do we know we're being faithful as we wait? Carla Works asks the question just a tiny bit differently. She asks, what does faithfulness look like in a time of waiting? And she, as a New Testament scholar, responds in this way and, and to our parable today. She says that Jesus is telling the gospel parable to prepare his disciples for this time of waiting and to give them some clues for if they forget. In Matthew's gospel, faithfulness is emulating the ministry of Jesus. That is not that hard, right? We know we're supposed to seek, to emulate, to follow to do what Christ has done. And when we waffle in our faith or in our understanding or when we're looking for signs of hope, what we need to do is to emulate, not think we are Jesus, but to emulate the healing and the service and the kindness and the openness and inclusion of Christ. Jesus, this is Carla works again, Jesus has announced the arrival of God's kingdom by feeding the hungry, by curing the sick, 
by blessing the meek and by serving the least. And that is what we are called to do, to be faithful in a time of waiting for the fullness of God's reign. All who would follow Jesus are to preach the good news of God's reign to the whole world by going about the work that the Messiah has called us to do. This work includes visiting the sick and imprisoned, clothing the naked, welcoming the stranger, and feeding the hungry. These are concrete things that are attainable in our everyday lives that follow the work and the commitment of our Christ. Those who are found faithful may hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, and not to live in fear and safety or even what's considered good enough like the person who buried that one talent. Really, people buried their treasure all the time in his day. That's how they kept it safe. But Christ is seeking for us to do more, to not play it safe, but to play out our lives in service. I was... Um, at the General Seminary, which is where I went, um, where I attended seminary. It's in New York. I'm on the board. And we were making some really hard decisions last week. It's in one of the most expensive real estate areas now in New York. It's a ton of money to keep up. And so um, we had to make the decision that we we're going to just focus on our, our hybrid MDiv and not um, uh, keep longing for a full residential seminary, which is just not going to happen again in the foreseeable future. And I was, as I was waiting for one of the meetings to begin, I was in the beautiful chapel of the Good Shepherd, and up the center aisle, they have written in tiles, beautiful, beautiful old tiles, um, some of our Christian virtues. And they have them written in Latin. And it was such a beautiful reminder to walk meditatively down that center aisle and to read while I was waiting about the virtues of fortitude, of justice, of temperance, of prudence, of compassion, of humility, of charity, which is love. And that's what faithfulness looks like as we're waiting to try to end actions that serve others to live out those virtues. A friend of mine who used to write for Cable News Network, who uh, retired and then took the not-so-huge leap into writing mystery novels, um, posted a quote on the anniversary, a very sad anniversary. Um, it was this week, it was the 12th anniversary of the death of his uh, young adult son uh, by addiction. And in his grief, he shares this quote about, and he's a, a, a faithful Episcopalian, 
And he, in his grief, he shared this quote from Martha Whitmore Hickman's Healing After Loss, Daily Meditations for Working Through Grief. And this quote is beautiful, and I think an example of what we strive for as we struggle with being faithful in a time of waiting for the fullness of God's reign. And it goes like this. All the time we are struggling with our grief and its meaning, the seeds of a new compassion are germinating in our psyches. Because we have suffered, we are tender-hearted towards others. Because our own defenses have been peeled away, we have a new perspective on what it means to be vulnerable. And we recognize how closely we are all connected to one another. In a way, we become porous, transparent, people whom the light shines through. And the light, which is love illuminated, reaches those around us and perhaps they too become able to take the risk of loving. We know that while we are still sad, we are not alone and that love, often forged out of sadness, is life's greatest gift to us all. Now these musings on grief are not to put a damper on the holidays, but to help us think a little bit more about how to live deeply joyful lives as we grieve so many elements that have yet to be healed or even make sense in a world that knows better. And you can fill in the blanks with what I mean here. But we have to learn as we wait faithfully for the fullness of time and for the coming of God and Christ and all and all. We have to wait with faithfulness in a world that often is nonsensical and cruel and find and focus on the love and the transformation and the hope that is there in the truth of God's love. And we, we are called to do that so that we don't fall into the temptation of becoming what we don't want to be in the first place, of becoming closed and hardened and cynical and hopeless, because that is a real temptation. But that is no way to wait in faithfulness. So I invite you, I invite you to feed the hungry, visit the sick, emulate Christ in all the ways that you know are right. And to do that as a sign of hope that our salvation is near and healing is possible, and justice is love. And as you do so, remember the words from the most ancient of written New Testament texts in 1 Thessalonians. 
where Paul writes, So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake, for God has destined us not for wrath, but for salvation. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. And for that we can give thanks. And for that we can give thanks to God for all the blessings, for all the gifts, but especially for a life lived with love and in community, striving to be faithful. Amen. Amen.